I was telling John I try to I kind of want to try to get on the road by like nine thirty. Okay. It's like eight fifty two. Can uh, we? Dude, I'm, we can make this quick. Okay. I'm all I'm all for the stealth mode. Yeah. Okay. You know how Ritter rolls. <laughs> <laughs> how many conversations have we had about making our podcast shorter? Yeah. I just gave up. Yeah. I just gave up. But well, tonight, or, or tonight it could help you. It could save your life, Ronald. Yeah, right. Yeah, we mentioned it last uh, last week when we were talking about our summer picks, but it's still the same case. We're still recording on the night where Ronald needs to like get home yep. before the police arrest him for being out on the street. Yep. Um, do you have a tactic in mind for if they catch you, Ronald? Um, I have this. I have this voice I'm gonna try to use. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, oh boy! I don't know what happened. <laughs> Is that Mickey? I don't know. It's like a combination of Mickey, huh? Mickey, oh, and, boy. and the the gingerbread man. That's that 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 was my okay, that <laughs> yeah. was my go- that was my second choice. I would just start crying. <laughs> yeah. Just try to cry. I mean, just I say, heard that word. Is this Baltimore City? <laughs> what? I live in Baltimore City. That's like the wrong exit. city. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know where I'm going. All right, guys. Episode 132. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'm John. Mm-hmm. I'm Steve. I'm Ron. See, that we did the ABA. Yeah. Like, it it sounded better, yeah, I think. Yeah, you know. This Ron. is 132. I'm Steve. I'm, well, whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit it together. We'll, I'll, I'll get a super edit with a with a beat and everything. You'll see what I was going for. Uh, so yeah, this is just a plain old ketchup episode. Good old ketchup. And whereas in the past, when we've said this is a ketchup episode, it it we have we have uh, gone on and on about several films. So like a, a, like this, know, if you just like squeeze the bottle like yeah. all the mm-hmm. way till it's out. Like you we, know? we start normally with a full bottle of ketchup and we just squirt it all over each other. Sort of <laughs> yeah. metaphorically. Yeah. yeah. Tonight, yeah, we're trying to get enough ketchup for we've got some fries that we're sharing Ooh. here and we're, we're trying, sharing them. We're trying to get enough ketchup out of the bottle but it's running low. So. Okay. Um but I think what sucks about that is we, I think we've seen a lot of the same kind of interesting films in mm-hmm. the last few weeks. Um so I don't know does anyone have one they want to just start with? Um hmm. that we've all seen perhaps. It follows. It follows. Oh, We've all oh, seen it follows. Yeah. Great movie. I've, just, I've been it. wanting to talk about it. Yeah. Loved it's it. It's been forever. Music was great. Loved it. Music great. was great. Uh, cinematography was great. Felt very old school. It was just a well-made film, and I think I wrote this to you guys when we were when we were kind of texting about it. Yeah. I just felt like I was watching a film by a real filmmaker that that, you know, that had a had an idea behind it and had, you know, not just a, a plot idea but a visual concept and just the yeah, the way it was shot, the way it was put together with the music, pretty good acting, you know. A, an interesting concept that actually was creepy. Like yeah. there were certain things about it that that really stuck with me and you know it it's interesting that after seeing that film the notion of a person just kind of walking up to you is kind of creepy yeah but i guess real briefly we would just say it's a it's a movie about a a, a, a it's a communicable disease of sorts yeah. but it's like a, a a girl starts off she has sex with this guy then he explains to her that by having sex with her, he's passed on this spirit, demon, whatever you want to call it, that's been following him. This burden. And it just follows oh, you. Yeah. That's a burden. Uh, right. uh, and it can take on, basically, it can assume any persona. It yeah. can look like someone you know. It can look like, it seems to look like past victims. But everybody's jacked up. Everybody's kind of gross. And even when he shows up as one of her friends, it's like her friend with an injury. That, yeah. And, um, uh, I like what the guy said about it too. Is it you know because he's showing her that this thing is just going to be walking up, walking after you. He says uh, it's very slow, but it's not stupid. Yeah. Um, so like, don't go into a place where you don't have an exit. But all yeah, it can do is walk. Have an exit, yeah. So you could drive away from this thing and maybe buy yourself a day or two or a few hours. Before, yeah. But eventually, you're going to look over and it's going to be someone. Someone's just going to be standing there looking at you. 
And I don't, very simple concept, very creepy. But I thought the movie did a great job. This of is what I miss it. so much is just like how simple the movie is. Yeah, it doesn't take a lot to get into the gut of this film, and it is it was genuinely scary. Like yeah, like yeah. I, I know I I, t- I took Aaron to see it and and she was so scared after seeing that movie. Like when we went home, like petrified, scared. Yeah, like she hasn't been that scared. I don't even know the last movie that she was that scared. And even still. Like if I just like kind of like look past her and like over like just to fuck with her, you know, like who is that? Like walking if they're walking anywhere near us, yeah. Like she's she's scared, and Such I mean I admit it. Like there's been a moment maybe where like if I if I've been in that moment just in life, I like kind of looking like if somebody's walking near me, I'm like, can someone acknowledge that person? Like you're waiting for that, you know, because yeah. it can't be for me because I don't know who the fuck that is. Yeah, but it's creepy. Like it's I really saw the creepy. movie as I see many films by myself by at a late showing. <laughs> So oh it definitely God. walking like in the bathroom and you turn around and someone's because you know if you're at White Marsh Cinemas, <laughs> the, people look kind of jacked up yeah. if you're at a yeah. late showing. So it's I don't know it's just it, it's such yeah I I know I said this already but it's such a simple concept and it's easy to carry a simple concept out of the theater with you into the car on the way home whatever that you know if you get home from that movie and you're walking from your car to your house and there's someone you haven't seen before and they're just walking down the sidewalk well them just walking down the sidewalk is the creepiest thing they can do according to this film because yeah. that's the way this creature You know what works. I loved about it John I love that it didn't have any time or take any time away to explain anything Yeah like what you just said about the guy who has sex with her and what he tells her, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's the first all five you minutes know. of the movie. You yeah. know the layout. You yeah. don't have some like random character name actor that you recognize at the end of the movie, basically with tons of exposition expanding where, where this comes from and what it, how to yeah. how to defeat it. It's just kids trying to figure out how to fucking defeat it. Like yeah. they think you know this is what we got to do or this is this is gonna work. You and know? what they do is kind of dumb, but yeah, but, but, but I mean but they're kids. But yeah. they're kids. Like if you yeah. didn't need a background from a knowledgeable librarian that lives in town, you know, it's like we would probably just try to think of a way to fix this or like yeah. to get or or at least to like make it go away. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 they try that in a couple different ways, and you know, so in different success, you know, whatever. But. I, yeah, I don't know. That's what I feel like. Well, the, the premise the, the that you're big... not really done with it, even if you pass it on, that's the only thing that movie, you kind of go along and you learn a little bit more about, even if you manage to pass it on to somebody, you're not really out of the woods. And I thought that was a really creepy notion because it, it's sort of... It's, it never ends. It never ends. And it's you could almost look at it as a really on-the-nose euphemism or um, <laughs> a metaphor for, for like a venereal disease. Yeah, yeah, it's easy. Yeah. But... And another part of me thinks that the way that the movie, like she is a character who, a young girl character was the actress, I forget her name, but the actress from The Guest. Yeah. Um, she, she is sexually active in the film, and yet the movie does not, even though the movie seems to be about like the fear of catching some disease and spreading it, it also deals with her sexuality, I thought, in a really frank way. Like mm-hmm. the movie did not depict her as like the good girl or as the, a slut or whatever the way these movies I mean I say that in quotes but like I thought it was really kind of a, a, a forward thinking kind of way to depict a young woman's sexuality that at no point did you think of her sexuality the morality of whether or not to have sex was nowhere in the equation yeah. it was just a matter of this thing that you know that you didn't ask for that's been passed on to you so in that sense it could be a metaphor for pregnancy or a metaphor for uh for a disease, but it, it it existed outside of the metaphor is what I'm saying. Like yeah. it actually was a creepy idea. And there's a couple of scenes, like there's a scene in the kitchen, kitchen and a scene in the hallway 
that when that thing gets closer than than you like you're you're you can keep it from getting too close but when it gets that close that you actually have to move fast that is some scary shit because yeah. as far as we know all it has to do is touch you yeah now we find out that it does a little more than touch you when it catches you but um you know that's so creepy to hear you just say that yeah. sentence yeah <laughs> when it catches you yeah no, but that yeah, I don't know. I, I I actually the more I thought about that movie, and I actually really want to see it again. Like I, I actually love that movie. Like Me too. I love this just like a good horror film. Just a good horror movie, man. Just like something a good very movie that happens to be a horror film. Yeah, creative, simple, original, and it does not have to have you know this typical like th- this three act structure where I need resolution or like yeah. I need like I keep going back to this exposition thing because I feel like that's how many like so many horror movies that come out now they have to have it. I hate it that it has mm-hmm. to have it because really there's never a point in this movie that anybody ever really discusses like how do you like quote unquote defeat it right it's never a matter of like defeating it it's more of like how do we just get it to leave us alone well the cool yeah. thing is that there's a very kinetic way that you find her friends believing her yes and the way that they reveal like again every step of the way you're learning more about this thing and there's a point where her friends kind of see that they're dealing with something real and the way the fact that they're able to see certain manifestations of this thing it's just it was yeah it was a nice it was a nice uh nice system of reveals that did not rely like you said on having an info dump at some point yeah explained it ah you have to bury these remains in a cemetery or what you know there was none of that kind of stuff yeah and i still don't know what the like i don't what what was it a demon a ghost an interdimensional being some kind of like you know that you don't you don't know i mean it's it's very very creepy it's it's yeah it's it's uh i don't know what it is i keep thinking of it as just a a burden a presence a burden yeah Yeah. Yeah. and it should they're always yeah naked jacked up people that might pee on the floor. It's amazing just how simply how simple that can be and just so creepy. Like the shot when like they're they're running around the school looking for like the records and like there's a shot like through the windows and there's and, and the camera yeah. spinning around and there's that like there's a person walking across like the quad. Yeah. yeah. The girl in the backpack and you're like ah oh, that's a kid just walking and it, you know it's like it's coming around like it's doing like these 360 shots and you're like oh wait but that that's still walking right at <laughs> yeah. right yeah. at this central point and they don't see it and they don't see it and it's like oh fuck man that thing's coming <laughs> it, it's cool it's it was it was, really it was cool. great i would definitely that's that's a uh, go ahead yeah for sure for sure for i think from all three of us so if it's still in theaters which i don't know if it is but i'm sure it'll come out on that's the one that was like supposed to have a video on demand yeah. le- release and they were and like they super really behind it and it seems like justifiably so because apparently it was a pretty pretty big hit for this small studio. Yeah. So I'm sure it will get like that second tier video on demand maybe by the time this is out, maybe shortly after. But I can't wait to watch it again. There's some friends of mine that I know I want to see it with. So I would like to go and somehow siphon the hype that the Babadook got and and siphon it off to It Follows. Because <laughs> I, I would feel agree like It you. Follows actually would – I would say it's one of the scariest movies I've seen in years. Mm. You know, whereas Babadook got that – Totally agree. Said about it, but I don't yep. know if it was true. Yep. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, just speaking of a f- horror films, uh, I also saw another movie that I think Steve saw. I don't think you saw. Unfriended. Yeah. I I really see it. What did you think it. of that? I thought it was fun. It was fun. I thought it was. I thought I. I actually. I was very curious to see it with the crowd that I saw it with because it was a college promotional yeah. kind of word of mouth thing, and it's so weird, like being thirty three years old and not feeling far removed. But watching it with that crowd and then realizing how far removed I am. Not in terms of the technology, because the whole movie pretty much takes place on like a laptop screen. Yeah. Uh, a MacBook, you know, some sort of mm-hmm. Apple operating system screen. And, you know, it's integrating like Skype and Facebook and Spotify and all these different like and it was hip good technologies. It was great that they yeah. used the actual things. They didn't come up with like fake yeah. versions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. wasn't they... like Snapfly <laughs> and FaceChat and all that you know, kind of stuff. It was stuff. like the it legit was... platforms. Wow. Yeah. 
But just like it, which it, made it so familiar, like right down to when someone's texting with you on Facebook, and you see their little dot 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 yeah. come up that says they're typing, and then it disappears, and you're like, "Well, are they uh, typing?" What are they typing? Yeah. And then it comes back, and then it disappears again. Like that happens five times a day. Yeah. To see it on a screen again, I'm not saying like that is in itself some great achievement, but it really felt like the way you use a computer. Like I really believed the. Like, yeah, it, like the, I, the whole interface. The very thing that could have been boring and intolerable about it was actually like kind of cool. And then when, you know, like you don't even think about the fact that you haven't broken away from this very narrow view of the of the screen until the end. Yeah. Um but I I thought it cheaped out a little bit on some of the scares, but the actual suggestion of what's going on, this pre- again a presence, an entity that's yeah. kind of ill-defined. I thought that was a pretty well achieved level of scares because I mean it is creepy like that presence. Like I, th- I still think sometimes how phones used to be creepy. Just yeah. the notion of picking up the phone, it could be anybody, yeah. and someone could say, "I see what you're wearing" or whatever, and it's yeah. like you, j- you just felt violated. And so like being on like a chat. That was me, by the way. Oh, it was. Yeah. Why did you want to know what I was wearing? <laughs> see if I'm always wearing the same shit: a black t-shirt and jeans. Um, but like that feeling of making the technology kind of scary, yeah. and there's this person that pops up that doesn't have an icon, and it's just like uh, the little uh, Skype you know, a generic icon thing that pops up and everybody else, there's and they can't get rid of it. There's something, we've all had that feeling of, I don't know, there's there's something about yeah. making the technology scary in that way that, that worked for me, even if in the end, I, I did find like some of the deaths sort of a little silly. And the notion, like they do everything they can to keep this person camped out in front of their computer while all this crazy shit is going on. Yeah. But it did a better job than I would say a found footage movie often does because what happens you can have the little side conversations yeah. like she's texting back and forth with her boyfriend while they're all on a group Skype chat so there's all these little side conversations going on mm. and the way it revealed that stuff it was pretty you know it, it's a pretty like the story itself that it's all based on is kind of creepy and the, the, the reveals you get you start yeah. to I don't know like it, it was a, a kind of annoying. That's the only thing is I would say it's a lot of teen actors kind of screaming at each other for. That, that's so what long. I was getting at when I said what crowd I saw it with yeah. because their reaction to it just out loud, audibly, is was, like it was what was on the okay. screen. You know what I mean? So like it was like a a a three D a different or a four whatever that would have been mm-hmm. like experience hearing people talking mm-hmm. next to me like with what these characters on the screen are saying or how they're reacting. But I love also like how it really is just a display of how passive aggressive all this social media yeah. makes everybody. Yeah, you know like these social media posts that I that you see one way but that mm-hmm. I know yeah. looking at the, this girl's screen was was intended a different way or like mm-hmm. how edited everything is yeah. like like you just mentioned the thought the, the 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 type bubbles that come up it's like everybody sits on the other end of that device like oh god what are they saying or yeah. you know like or when you see a facebook status it's like edited like what did it what did it say yeah, yeah. you know even though you'll see like you know the revision I history like the way and all this shit her, like there's a scene where you know? she's communicating on facebook with what may be like a, a person that's harassing them or it may be something else um and and you see her the way she's answering a question she goes from like what she wants to say which is not true right to the actual truth yeah and the way she edits what she's saying, she goes from, no, no, it nothing to do with that. Well, I had nothing to do with that. Right. Well, he did it. You know, it's like, but you see the different versions of the, the message that just, again, it's just, it was a canny use of the way we actually use our technology. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. And I, I read somebody say that the acting, there you go. I read someone say that the acting was like a lot of the actors it seemed to be like almost like improv class kind of like let's all yell type stuff but yeah. there were still some good 
character. I mean, like I believed the character. I just believed these people are annoying. But I did believe the sort of character relationships. They seemed like real, real high school kids. And I'm not saying that to say high schoolers are annoying, but I just mean the way they react to each other and all the name calling and how how, so dramatic. how fractured their yeah. friendships are and stuff. I, That's I, what I I, I also that, found that yeah. like really interesting. Like yeah. just really how ex- how much exposure there was in terms of mm-hmm. like not really knowing somebody. You know, like. You, you are not only hidden from certain things in person, but even more so when mm-hmm. you when you when a lot of your relationships and friendships and everything are really, really, really rooted in online, you know, yeah. in social media or on a text message. There's so much lost um versus like a face to face interaction or like yeah. reading somebody's face or hearing the tone of their voice or, you know, as opposed to what comes off in a, a Skype message or a I mean a um Facebook message or whatever it might be. But really, I I liked seeing them slowly peel away all these like little lies and deception, and like you know really finding out what some of these characters were capable of, you know, especially mm-hmm. ones kind of playing against where you first see them and in, in, yeah. in the movie starts. So mm. I thought, I was surprised by it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I the more I thought about it, the more I enjoyed it. It goes super fast. I mean, it's like an hour and twenty minutes yeah, or something is. like that, it's and it, sure. it flies. Um, but I thought it, it was fun. Definitely. And it, again, it's it's good with horror. With between it follows, which was a far superior film. I would oh, say. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was a a just a a clever device, a clever idea, and they just ran with it. You yeah. know, like and and you would think, oh wow, an hour and twenty minutes of watching a teenager click around on their computer. But it really does tell a story, yeah. right down to alarms going off and music playing on your computer or going to a song and playing you know everything that she did on her computer was extremely relatable and it's, it's funny to me that as a as a non-teenager someone who's well out of that i still related to the way like you said steve the way these relationships take on their own life because you're online yeah and how you would see that that it's still like still something from the real world can kind of come back to roost because the the whole premise of why they're being targeted has to do with a video that got posted online that that humiliated somebody and what happened as an after effect of that. So it's all it feels a little ripped from the headlines in terms of that sort of bullying and you know cyberbullying and, and how that can ruin someone's life and, yeah. and everything. But but um, so it's weird to say that I would recommend this movie, but I, if if it sounds interesting from what we've said, you would probably find it pretty pretty watchable. Um, if if you can deal with some shrill teenage screaming, hmm. it's like one of those interesting things, like the whole uh, like these movies that are made for like a million dollars. Yeah, like this is one of those Blumhouse productions. Mm-hmm. Like they just they're just pumping out these horror movies that are just making money hand over fist. Hmm. But most of them are decent, decent mm-hmm. and or good. I mean, and this movie was a million dollars budget, and it's already made like twenty five or thirty million dollars. Holy shit! So it's crazy, you know. It's just wow. But yeah, I I thought it was pretty fun. And it's a little Apple commercial too throughout the whole time. Yeah, yeah, you're basically looking at the OS for the whole movie. I actually got flashbacks to working for Apple. Me too. So Ronald, Um, what have you seen? Should I just rattle off a couple? Rattle off a few, and then when we get to one that we've seen, we'll we'll chime in. A Song of the Sea, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, great horror film. See it? It's coming on Netflix pretty soon. False. Did either one of you guys? No, you like that? Did you see it? No, no, I I, yes. I have it. I want to see it. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, Faults is a story about a gentleman that's like, I, I don't want to say like he's a. He is one of those motivational sort of speakers that kind of, his life went kind of south and he's working in a shitty hotel, and this family finds him and says, "Hey, our daughter is in a a cult, and we've read your motivational." 
books and we've read your book about getting out of a cult and deprogramming someone. Mm -hmm. Can you help uh, our daughter get out of this cult? So he grabs a couple people. He's sleazy, super mm -hmm. sleazy, which is pretty cool seeing his character. He kidnaps her, locks her in a hotel room, and the process of deprogramming starts, and mm. shit gets crazy. It sounds good. Such a good movie. It's weird because IMDb, shitty reviews. Rotten Tomatoes, 88%. And I think it's because it, the movie is super artsy in a lot of ways, really sharp. Um, and if you're not used to that sort of like, Movie, it can be really hard to follow. Interesting films will sometimes have a low IMDb yeah, rating. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like super movies that are kind of risky. It or doesn't odd. have that it's mass super risky, audience yeah. appeal. Um, Furious 7. Okay. Never saw that, but Steve, I, I, think I loved did. it. Yeah. What's, what, what's it called? Furious 7. Fury of Seven? Furious Seven. Furious oh, Seven. Oh, Fury. I was like, Furious. I swear to God, every time you I thought you said The Fury of Seven. You haven't seven. seen The Fury of Seven? I'm like, what, what is John Furious saying that seven? I've seen this? Yes, Furious Seven. I have seen all good things. The the Jinx movie. The oh, how was that? Uh, that's an old movie. Yeah. That's that's real old. Yeah. That was back. I used to, I, I worked with that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the movie, that movie's not good. I have the DVD, so I can't wait to listen to the commentary. You okay. know he's on the commentary, right? Yeah. Fucking anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Hot Tub Time Machine Two, the fucking worst movie. It's horrible. Yeah. Wait, did you like Furious Seven? I loved it. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, I was a little weirded out by the CGI and the part where he, like he's in the car and his neck is turned a little too far from me. Physically impossible for his I neck didn't notice to be that. Where... At the end? Yeah, it's like I didn't notice that. If you're driving this way, your neck wouldn't be that. F it's it's weird. Um, while we're young, please see that movie. I saw it. You like it? I oh. I, I did, <laughs> but I please see. But he didn't. But no, I felt like I found myself close to the end. Feeling like it got a little bit, spider. Um, feeling like it got a little bit, uh, like what it was trying to say, because it definitely seemed like it was trying to say something. I feel like it got so into the specifics yeah. of like documentary filmmaking yeah. that whatever generational commentary that it was making was getting lost a little bit. But I would say that just the uh, the observations about the mm. lifestyles. I mean, like him sitting there clicking around on the Apple TV. Uh, you know, just I mean, like I. I had left my house to go see that film, and I would, before that had been sitting on the couch clicking around on my Apple TV. The way that they would run for the phone to look up something when a question comes up, you know, like I do that, yeah. and then there's younger people are like, let's just wonder or let's th let's yeah. figure it out. Like I love that kind of commentary. Um, so yeah, I think I think I actually did quite like the film, but I do remember watching it feeling like I was less emotionally invested in things at the end than I was at the beginning. And yeah. and I think Noah Baumbach, though, he's so good at observing just, like, character traits and the way people are. And I thought that, um, you know, it, I think it, there's a lot of really interesting, unconventional observations about differences between generations in this film. But in the end, I couldn't quite decide whether... Do you know what I mean? Like, it felt like... Yeah. Was it really making a statement about different generations? Or was it just kind of talking about that kind of general, like fascination you have when you meet new people that seem to have all these interesting things that they're into it's and, a little and, bit of both. and how it takes time before you start to see the ugly side of what yeah. that person can be and also i thought the focus on having a kid again it removed it it was about people that wanted a kid that were trying to have a kid like i wanted it to be more of a focused tale of these two these two you know two couples and their generational things because what's actually going on is much more complicated and much less universal than just 
different people meeting and kind of getting to know each other. Like there's actually a, a, a plot that's revealed. Um, but I don't know. It sounds like you liked it. I thought it was a very yeah, enjoyable right. film. And I, I like Noah Baumbach's humor yeah. a lot. Like it's based very much in real life. Gotcha. Uh, Misery Loves Comedy, a documentary about basically like, do you have to be miserable to be a funny person? Mm -hmm. Really good. Brotherly Love, the independent movie um, that's showing in a couple of theaters. I don't know who it's directed by, but and I don't really know many of the people that are in it, but it's pretty good. Um, Ex Machina. Yeah. Ex Machina. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. I'm not going to try to talk about it forever, but... Well, let's just talk about how great Oscar Isaac is in it. I mean, everyone in it's really good, but I Come thought on. he was yeah. captivating. Like yeah. You said something earlier that I think you just hit the nail on the head. That you were like, I love how how broy he was trying yeah. to yeah. be was trying, to make him comfortable. Trying very hard. That was so awkward, too. It to was. Watch. And I, and I he was fighting every it. moment of it's it. It's like that nerdy... It's It's that thing about... So I am around a lot of very charismatic people. And what I realize is being charismatic people are some of the scariest people in the world because it's they're beats to conversations that you can do to manipulate people. And this guy's good at it in this He's situation. Very He's very good at it. And, and if you are ever around enough people, you know that there are rhythms to a conversation where you can win somebody over mm -hmm. really quickly. And you can see that somebody's kind of doing that. And he's one of those characters. I'm petrified. I mean, I do stand-up, and I'm petrified of charismatic people. Because they there's that level of manipulation, that ability to, like, take a moment that's shitty and then make it really good, but, but not doing it for the benefit of YouTube, but for your own benefit, is the strangest thing in the world. And seeing characters like him kind of character studies like that super interesting he's so good in it but fake broiness is another weird well, thing yeah i mean like let's too. as far as pe if people are listening and they don't know about this film it's it's one of those great small focus sci-fi films that mm. takes a very a very uh structured idea it doesn't let it get too big doesn't require a, a lot of huge effects like this is clearly set in a vaguely futuristic time but it also feels very familiar to now felt like black uh Black Mirror. Black Mirror. It definitely felt like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, a... um, but uh, D Donald Gleason plays Caleb, who is sent off to this estate of this. I mean, we quickly realize he's like a biotech millionaire, billionaire type. I mean, he's kind of like what you're saying about the Broy vibe and the way that he's like putting on this performance. It was like a different view. Like it's not a Bill Gates or a Steve Jobs yeah. or someone we've seen before, but it's that guy. But he's a guy who who obviously has you know issues and stays up drinking and then punishes himself the next day by working out and yet he's this brilliant scientist i just thought that was such an interesting character yeah, yeah. um and the way the movie goes on you know basically he reveals that nathan who's oscar isaac is playing has brought caleb out there to take part in a touring test to check to see if this ai that he's created is if it passes the touring test which is um just whether the whether you can tell the difference between a synthetic personality and a real one and then the movie just kind of jumps off from there because this AI is this, you know, attractive lady robot <laughs> that 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 start we start to see like hints of her her having some awareness of the cage she's in. Mm. And then you start to wonder just where is the truth in this scenario? Like how deep does it go? How how much is Caleb being manipulated by by the the AI? And perhaps by Nathan. And does Nathan even know fully what's going on? Yeah. It was really interesting, a little game of kind of cat and mouse. I did think the climax felt a little rushed. And certain events in the climax didn't have the impact on me that I, that I kind of expected them to. Because there's certain things you can just see coming. You sort of see the the fates of certain characters. on the. You're like, this, this person's going to pay for this. 
Um, it felt less dramatic maybe than I thought it would, but the actual very end of the movie, which very much fits in with that Black Mirror, Twilight Zone kind of feeling of the ending just ends with a notion of what one character is doing and what one character is doing. It's yeah. it's very much like a, really, is this the end of this? Like, not so much the movie, but you just don't see how one character can possibly get yeah. out of the, the bind that they're in. And it's really like, wow, this guy... Well, this what? character got screwed, and this other character did something really kind of interesting. I didn't expect that. Yeah. Like the very ending was 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 powerful, even if the events right before that felt like they should have had more oomph or something. Yeah. One know. of the Does best that make any sense? Yeah. One of the best reactions to getting hurt that I've ever seen. Yes, that part was. Great. I've never seen. I've never seen a scene where somebody's gotten hurt like that. You towards the end where he gets. And, and lingers the way that and, he lingers. Yeah, I've never seen that. But I've never seen a scene like that before. I've never seen a scene where somebody's like, <laughs> kind of <laughs> fucking around. Ronald like... made a sort of stabbing motion <laughs> yeah. in the air, which I hope you know. So there's a stabbing motion in the film, but we're not going to yeah. talk about who and, and how and why. But I've never seen a person like react to getting stabbed in anything like that. I've right. seen shit ton of horror films, and it's weird. Like it, when it gets his, it's like Ugh. the kind of slow realization yeah. of your own death is what yeah. you see on that character. Because face. in real life, you don't just go. But I was annoyed by I'm the dead. CGI blood spread. Did you catch that? Like it's yeah. it looked like that that thing where they do the. Yeah. the I didn't even catch it. Um, but uh, you know, talking about that character and that the way that um the dancing the dancing scene, scene yeah. that's the, that's the scene. Incredible, like, yeah. and yeah, you you know he's so turning it on creepy. to manipulate the other guy, but there's also something kind of lonely and pathetic about this. I don't know. It, it was a very very interesting film, and the the ideas coming out of Age of Ultron, which takes the sort of pulpy approach to AI, and this movie, which takes a much more like interesting approach. I don't know it takes a much more interesting approach, just in the sense of what they're actually testing and what they're talking about. It mm-hmm. became really fascinating. Those levels of where the reality comes from and how practiced if it's a synthetic intelligence is it just is it programmed to act like it's making these weird little choices or is it actually making these little choices and then yeah. beyond that is it manipulating you by appearing to make these choices i thought did that you, was did you read the article about the way how, that deepened was really well done did you read the article about how a lot of people were calling this like the gong girl of 2015 <laughs> oh, did, did you really check that article that's a really interesting article just basically about something being in this case, the Ava, like basically the the male persona, the male ideal of what a female AI would be. Yeah. And much like how in Gone Girl, yeah, Amy, yeah, Amy's character, you know, basically has all this exposition about you know the cool girl and all that yeah. stuff. And there's a uh, there's a lot of really interesting parallels that they drew between the two. I don't know that I buy all of them, but there mm-hmm. are definitely some things, especially where the movie ends. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Similar tone is very similar. Where you're just like really. Like yeah. the the guy just kind of got. <laughs> well, it's like also like got, this this yeah. this person that you want to admire maybe because they're uh, they've been kept in a in a in a situation and they've they've tried to attain some freedom, but you realize how maybe scary that person's that not not the symbolic idea of a woman, but the idea of this very specific character having freedom. Is, yeah. it can be a very scary idea. But what's actually going on there is so creepy. That it's almost still now sinking in, like what 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 he figures out close to the end of the movie, like what's been going on and like what's in those closets and stuff. That's that's like dark, super super dark. That that guy's been living in that house alone, doing what he's doing. You know, the mm-hmm. fact that he brings another person in, and his reasons for bringing him in to keep changing too. You know, like the story. It, yeah, I thought it was a really neat. Uh, I don't know, just an. It's it left me feeling kind of kind of icky yeah. <laughs> on the inside. This is gross. 
but really good movie. Oh, and speaking of which, we were talking about the pain of watching the guy slowly realize his mortality. There's another cutting scene in that film oh, yeah. that I thought that was amazing yeah. because that's exactly, if you were in that situation, that's exactly the question you would have. Yep. It would be like, okay, how far does this go? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What like, about me? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was really cool. That was so It was a great way to visualize that question, though, to show him do something that seems insane, but that we know what he's doing is confirming whether he's human or not in that moment. That's cool. So, what movies have you guys ever read? I love some. Those are the ones I've seen. I saw The Age of Adeline. How was that? Adelaide. Adeline. Not good. No. Uh, Blake Lively is really cute and What is that movie? I saw that you. Something something happens. Uh, She's in an accident. Um, I think she, I think in the fifties, um, and she dies in the accident. But like some cosmic thing happens, and lightning strikes, and it basically brings what? her back to life, and she doesn't age from that point on. So she goes through these decades of, um, oh. basically every decade she moves on to a different town and lives a different life, basically a different name, fake IDs. Although she does have a daughter who's the only person that knows about this. Mm-hmm. That's aware of what she's doing and whatnot, but. And it's got so you know, her daughter she, ages normally while she stays the same. Yeah, exactly. And she kind of falls in love with this guy who she's never really let herself care for anybody but her daughter, and uh, except for one time, and it, some craziness, you know, with the guy, the father of the guy that she's currently in love with, mm-hmm. ends up being the guy that was the other time, and so there's like a weird thing where like Harrison Ford is like the guy that she almost married years ago, and mm-hmm. she like left him. I don't know. That's weird. Oh, okay. The, the best thing about the movie, actually, is that Blake Lively is easy to look at. And also, actually, Harrison Ford was actually pretty good in it, I thought, who I don't think is good in anything anymore. He's woken up, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Huh? Did he have a earring? No. No, he okay. did not. Did he have Chewbacca with him? He did not. Because like, he seems to do well. <laughs> yeah, when he has him in tow. Yeah. No, I mean, he was actually pretty good in it, but the movie, I wasn't a fan. And then the only other thing I saw was, um, oh, shit, I just blanked out. Maybe that was it. Maybe I was thinking of, of uh... oh, oh, not a movie, TV series. Real quick, you Daredevil? can do that. Yeah, Daredevil. I'm not done, but yeah, I'm in. You it. digging it? Yeah, it's okay. great. I like it. Okay, All right, I was curious. It's really good, man. I liked it a lot. I'm impressed. More than I thought I was going to. Yeah. Did you? Did either of you watch Bloodlines? No, no. I want to though. <sighs> good. Okay. I, I, I mean, I feel like I'm gonna binge that one after. I that, finish that'll Daredevil. be a TV movie episode, maybe. Yeah. Okay. That's. All I, I apparently got. wear t- uh, shirts that look similar to people in that show because kathy carson photoshopped me on one of those which character i don't know i i, I don't know why she did it apparently i wear weird shirts it had like, to be i guess maybe one of the brothers yeah i don't know but god kyle chandler man i love that man yeah so good and ben Mendelssohn. yeah <laughs> as not a good guy <laughs> No. Maybe, oh really? Know. Playing playing Maybe, yeah, weird, right? uh, As far as back to Daredevil for just a second though, Charlie Cox is great. Like such great, great casting, like as Matt Murdock in particular. Yeah. But I mean, I you know very credible in terms of just his physicality in that role. I just like the fights. I love the sort of I love the sort of hand to hand like B B action movie style fights where it's just yeah. it's built around okay these guys are in this rainy alley and you're gonna see them fight for a few minutes. Like there's something kind of old school. And simple about that that just really appeals to me. I love yeah. how long the fight scenes are. Yeah. yeah. And like the one, it almost, well, it's made it look like one shot. Like the one yeah. that we were, I think I posted, 
you know, it's in like episode like three, I think, mm-hmm. where like he goes in the hallway, goes in a room, comes out of a room, spins around, the door mm-hmm. falls, and like that might be episode two. Two, yeah. yeah, it's early, but what an awesome, it's a great scene. Freaking, I mean, like that's the kind of fighting that you want to see in the movies, yeah. like you yeah. know that you don't really see in movies anymore. Um, Man, that's, that movie, oh, that show shot on like a shoestring budget, so I feel like they kind of. Okay. I, what, I'm really sad. I'm I'm gonna be really sad when they throw more money at it. Really? You can tell. Like they like everything is shot very close. No, yeah. There's yeah. there's like CGI backgrounds and stuff like that. I just but love it. Looks I, so beautiful. I just love the fight scenes like really, you're seeing like it looks like they're fighting. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like they're very like close, but they're wide enough that yeah. you, you like see contact. And like I love how like when he knocks the guys down, they get back up. Yeah. You know, yeah. these 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 thugs, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, like, and he's you always, see him tiring. He's always really beat up. Yeah, you after see him too. tiring through the fight and like mm-hmm. getting his ass kicked too. Yeah. Another good thing they haven't done, even though they do it throughout the show, they layer in origin flashbacks, but they didn't start the show off with like a oh, yeah. huge explanation of oh, his that's powers. Great. That's great. Yeah. I thought that was really well done. And just before we before we leave that, Vincent D'Onofrio is great as wow. Kingpin. Like as yeah. good as he's been in years and a great distillation. Of just that character, uh, the, the the visual imposing aspect of that character, he's great at that, and I love that he plays him as kind of a you know yeah. he's he's got his his Achilles uh, heel is his his affection for for that uh, that art dealer, and that's yeah. just a great way to play a flawed villain like yeah. that. Him, so. him, the scene where he you actually see him kind of snap. That scene is That's fucking cool. awesome. It's weird. I, well, and gross. It, well, the the best is like the next scene with him where they're actually like hosing bits of brain and and head yeah. off of the floorboard of the car. You know, yeah. no sideboard, it's I should craziness. say. Anyway, well, I think you've got to get home. I before do. The cops I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm. I gotta get the fuck out of here. Uh, Any parting thoughts before you run off into the night? Poltergeist might be a remake that I'm interested in. You just decided that yeah. in our catch-up episode. It. I said it. It just sat it. on your mind a little bit. Yeah. Like, now I think I might want to see it. I think I might want to see All it. All right, we'll have to go see that. Yeah. I was kind of hoping for something more substantive. <laughs> <laughs> He's been waiting to say it the whole episode. Man. Yep. All right, cool. Well, we'll have an episode coming out next week yeah also probably mm. so so three's our, a charm uh, obviously yeah. our maryland film festival uh uh recap will be the next episode so if you're in maryland if you're not in maryland you can still come to it but yeah. if you're in maryland uh baltimore especially please check it out i've just i've been keeping up with some of the lists of what's what's coming and it looks like some really really cool offerings once again so um it's always kind of a hectic weekend tickets can be expensive to the individual screenings but you'll be glad you went to some of these films i think i'm gonna get the big pass yeah i'm, I'm I'm sure of it. I just have to... Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. We yeah. were talking last night. I, I did a little more diving today to find some more titles. Yeah. I have like a solid four or five that I'm going to try to check out. But Yeah, I'm trying to do four or five as well. So Cool. So we'll be we'll back. We'll talk uh, about that next okay. week. Sweet. Well, All right, guys. Episode I, 132 is done. Run, yeah, run, 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 Ronald, run. run. But but real quick, as always. You made us care. <laughs> Thank you. I can give that one to you. <laughs>